You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome aboard National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Hit the like button. You may not like what I have to say here. I just got hammered by Xander for being on TikTok. I'm really disappointed that I had to put my TikTok away. I know. Big, rough, and tough Sills is on TikTok watching. Hey, Ben Sammons, I want to apologize officially. I get it now. You know, I'm kind of getting addicted to it. Hey, Deshaun Watson. I kind of get it. I, I I get it now a little bit. You know, you're watching it and, oh, geez, I got to do a show here. Hang on here. <laughs> hey, Ben. <laughs> ben, I get it. <laughs> okay? Ben. Hey, Deshaun. <laughs> hey, I get it. I get it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, man. Unbelievable, man. We appreciate everybody coming aboard here. Thank you so much for stepping in with us. Sporting event tonight, game six. Um, will the GS Warriors close them out in Boston? We got Rick Barry in hour number three at 5.30 Eastern. We will talk to our legendary Hall of Famer. You all love him. And get his thoughts on what four titles in eight years would mean to Steph Curry's legacy if he ends up winning this thing tonight. Um, Big Chris, I, yo, that Eagles logo sucks. I like the old one. Don't tell me they're changing the logo. Hey, Big Sills doing the latest dance on TikTok. Smile. Would you like me to do that? Don't tell me that there's a new Eagle logo. Okay. Okay, Xander, put it up. Put it up. Oh, my God. I will not stand for that new logo, says Jeremiah. Holy cow. Jay, what's up, brother? Please hit the like button. No, they didn't, Chris. No, they didn't. Avs game one, I know, man. Heartbroken. 4-3 win last night in game one of the... I was going to wear my Tampa Bay Lightning jersey. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. F. The Eagles have tweaked the watermark for their logo, going with a more modern look. Wow, I was just talking about TikTok, too. I get you have to evolve. That sucks. The the one on the right looks like a fifth grader wrote it. 
The one on the left is actually cool. Hey, man. All right, Xander, can you imagine? Can you imagine if the Alabama Crimson Tide changed their helmet? Can you imagine if you had, like, Ohio State changing their logo or the Steelers changing their logo? That thing's terrible. That thing's terrible, man. What is that shit? Hey, hate it. There won't be a person, okay, in Philadelphia that will sign off on that. No way whatsoever. Like the Cowboys changing some of their brand. No way, man. Good night. Why can't people just leave well enough alone? You know why? They're trying to sell more merchandise. They think you're stupid. Okay, they want to sell another logo T-shirt for you because you know why? They want to take advantage of their fan base. A.J. Brown, who cares? They ruined my logo. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) hey, man, all I'm saying to you guys, it's just another way of trying to take advantage of you guys. Why do you think you see all these new like shirts and they're going back retro Wearing the Kelly Green front office. You know how we run. <laughs> you know how, how how we can ruin Kelly Greens and black helmets. <laughs> oh, man. Not good. Dylan's like this. That's really official. <laughs> oh, man. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I'm with you, man. Dude, I'm so big on logos and helmets and brands. I hate. Now, I dig the black U helmet at night. I kind of like that helmet. But, dude, don't mess with my helmet. See it back there? With the U on it? Don't touch that thing. Just don't touch it. I actually like the Buccaneer, too. Okay? They won the Super Bowl with the new gear. I get it. Okay. All right? Come on, man. Let's, don't touch my logo. Jesus, criminy, big sills. Where's your favorite place to get hot wings? Buffalo. Jim Kelly's got a place up there, dude. Not kidding you. Hey, man, there's a, I, I forget the name of the joint in Buffalo. I know Buffalo Wings. I forget the place. But Buffalo's got a joint up there, man. Um, it was ridiculous. Okay. Xander says it was a trick question. Dude, please. Okay. I'm still thinking about the logo. You're trying to run game on me now. Give me a break. And by the way, I'm still flustered because I had to get off TikTok. (laughs) Big sales on TikTok. Okay. I'm trying to figure a good handle for myself on TikTok. I'm thinking of. Big Sills the hammer, or just hammer. Yeah, I'm thinking a hammer. Or I'm thinking, like, wood. (laughs) Something like that. Big wood. I don't know. The wing shop. Big Sills, where's your favorite place to get hot wings? Thank you very much, Ryan. Way to run one on me here, man. Thank you. 
Wingstop. All right, they're not bad, but Hooters is the place. I can't do TikTok. Too weird. Chris, it is weird, but Dave Chappelle's all over it, and I love Dave Chappelle. I think it's pretty funny stuff. All right, let me let me get into some topics here, and I want to start the show off by doing this. Let me do this for you, and I want to show you what competitive champions talk about all the time. And I've never seen a guy begin his career, go through all the great championship seasons and win, and then run out of gas. Tom Brady was on the Dan Patrick show. I believe it was yesterday. And not, not, not to go completely quote here, but to paraphrase it, the appetite to compete will be gone soon. It will be gone soon. Put that stuff into context. Brady's now in a place in his career where there's nothing left to prove. I'm saying the Bucs are going to be decent this year, but they're not going to be Super Bowl contenders. Brady's kind of lose, losing that fire and that competitive desire that made him who he is. You know, it's got to get to a point you know, it's got to get to a point when you're a guy like that. How many logs can you keep throwing on the same fire before it eventually goes out or you eventually get tired of keeping it going? You know, you're watching all these young dudes, man, rolling around, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, all these videos that they're posting about their workouts and just putting the work in, putting the work in. Brady's to a point right now. And just listening to that Dan Patrick interview that I heard yesterday, it just made me go like this. What a phenomenal career that you're now in a place that you have no more goals that can inspire you to go out and cross the finish line anymore because you've done it. You've done everything there is. Do you know how many men? Michael Jordan. Remember something about Jordan. That fire was still burning. That front office burned that team down. Tom Brady is getting burnt out on winning. Being a champion being considered the best quarterback in the game. This is the first year that I see it's not father time taking him down. Tom Brady has nothing else to prove. And it's coming to a point in his life where he's accepting that. Personally, I think Tom Brady is retired. He's retired from being the original Tom Brady that drove that guy on being the 199th pick into being the greatest football player of all time. It's remarkable, man. He has just run out, okay? He has just run out of things to fight for. There's nothing left. What would an, what really, what would a eighth Super Bowl mean to his legacy? Put his, put his, Great accomplishments, one more game out of reach. They're already out of reach. One more win, one more 13-win season, one more division title. What is it when you own 15 of them? It's really unbelievable to watch a guy go like this. His body hasn't failed him. But for Tom Brady, you know what it is? He's just out of gas mentally. 
Most of the time when we see aging veteran players, their body gives out. The heart is usually the last thing to give out on a professional athlete with that kind of accomplishment. It's your body. Brady's heart is giving out. It's kind of remarkable to listen to. You know how many times we see these aging superstars with a knee injury or a back injury or they can't throw the ball any longer? Watching Peyton Manning go through the motions at the end of his time in Denver. Watching Michael Jordan go through his routines when he was with the Wizards. How many Watching Emmett Smith in Arizona. Those guys were all still with the heart to want to play. Brady's now doing this. Hey, man, my competitive appetite is going to be gone soon. If you're talking like that now, it's already gone. Brady's not going to go the extra mile any longer. This is like a victory tour that he's going to be going on. And it's going to be a retirement tour where you're going to be giving rocking chairs out every time he steps into an opposing stadium. This is going to be the last time you see Tom Brady on a football field as a player. So I think this year with 2022, with all the expectations of the Eagles, with all the quarterback movement, Tom Brady's victory ride and his retirement parade that's going to go around for 17 NFL weeks. We should all really take that in on what kind of year this is going to be for the NFL in 2022. This is the last time you're going to get to see Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, one of those like guys that you put up there and the Mount Rushmore of professional athletes in world sports. He's one of them, at least in our world, America. I, I, was, I, I was kind of really taken by the interview. I'm like, wow, he's out of gas. And not physically out of gas. He's mentally out of gas. Pretty remarkable that there's nothing left for him to fight for. Hey, I agree with you guys. Chris, eight would be insane. But do you really think listening to Brady talk this offseason that he has that competitive fire to go after it? Look, I think it's still going to be Tom Brady out there playing. But when you have that in the back of your mind, this is it. I'm not playing another season. He's already got a job with Fox as a lead analyst now. He's setting up his second life with his family and his new job. Hey, it, 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 Exactly. Chris, it's going to be like watching MJ in his last season. Eastside Monster, Big Sills, is the last person who needs to be on TikTok. Just needed to be said. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough, man. Xander couldn't believe it. He's like, Sills is on TikTok? Wow, what a worm. <laughs> he goes, come on, man. Not you, man. You can't be on that thing. Tom Brady is the last NFL player born in the 70s. That's freaking unbelievable. Wait, I missed the beginning. Cilio's on TikTok? Yeah, I hate to admit it, but I am. Hey, Ben Simmons, I'm sorry, man. I get it now. <laughs> Same thing with Deshaun. I get it. Unbelievable. So, man, I just, just want to throw that out there that I can't – this is like the last time we're going to see like Johnny Unitas and Joe Montana and – I'm just gonna. I, I'm just gonna really, really, really be thankful that I got a chance to watch that guy play. It's like watching Reggie White, man. 
Hey, don't hold it against me because I'm on TikTok. My daughter told me that it'd be a good thing for me to get on TikTok. What's your handle on TikTok? Let me see. My God, I hope it's nothing stupid. Hope, hold, hold on. Hold, don't do anything stupid on it. Hold on here. Dan Silio, Dan Silio 93. Really, really a tough handle here. <laughs> yeah, I know why I did it. Xander made me do it. Xander made me do it because uh, Jacob Sports is on it. MC Hammer Sills. I may change that there, Eastside. I actually like that. I actually like that. Okay. You know that I am huge when it comes to list. Okay? You know I am huge. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, Chris Sims doesn't want to come on yet. He wants to pick a better time. We had to reschedule him because I said, the folks in Philly want to hear you. He said, can we do it please next week? I have his list that is now officially completed. We're going to take a look at that. Also, Big Sills, top 2022 NFL general managers. Where does your boy Howie Roseman sit in the hierarchy of NFL builders? Where does he sit? Do you consider, before I read the list, okay? Jesus criminy, Randall. What the hell do you think I know all this stuff about TikTok? Underscores? I don't know. Underscores. Yeah, okay, sure. No, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Underscores. Jesus Christ. Where do you think your boy, Howie Roseman, sits in the pantheon of general managers in the National Football League? Eastside Monster. You're asking me social media questions. You got the wrong fish. Okay? Top five, says Jimmy. Anything less than top five is not credible, says Flex. Really? That's it right there. Dan Cilio 93, Randall. That's it. That's my TikTok. I think I follow Carton, Jacob Sports. I know I don't follow a chick. I'm not Ben Simmons or Deshaun Watson. By the way, I got a great take on that. I'm going to get to that in a minute too. Okay? Maybe I should get to that before we get to the general managers here in 2022. And we're your boy, Howie Roseman. Where, 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 let me get my pen here. Where is this guy? Oh, there he is. Okay. Let me ask you guys a question before we get into the list here. So how many people think Deshaun Watson should be suspended? Dude, I don't follow chicks. Only on Twitter. <laughs> here. How many people think Deshaun Watson should be suspended? Big Chris says, get off TikTok, dude. It's disgraceful. I don't know what the big deal is. Okay? I like watching Dave Chappelle, and I like watching Richard Pryor on it. And just some Eddie Murphy, too, and some of the Seinfeld stuff. How many people think that Deshaun Watson should be suspended? 
for his engagement with all these people. I do, but how long? No suspension. I posted this take on Twitter, and I'm going to repeat it now. So remember when, hey, let's see here. Dave Chappelle's, his codename for one of them ass shakers. <laughs> Stop with TikTok, okay? I'm almost embarrassed now that I told you that I'm on TikTok. It's embarrassing. All right. Here's my take on this. So you remember when um, Bob Kraft and he was out like at these massage parlors in Orlando and, you know, Bob wasn't just reaching around for a towel. If you get my drift, okay, Bob's going around. Hey, how you doing? It's Bob Kraft. Dude's going up there right after the AFC championship game. You know how he celebrates Uh, getting a full body rub down at a massage parlor with two chicks or three chicks or whatever it was, getting caught with his pants down in Orlando. <laughs> Remember that whole scene? Hold on for a second. Hang on. Susan, 10 games? Wait a minute. Six games? You guys remember when this guy was getting shaken down by all the folks there in Orlando at the massage parlor? Come in, Bob. Hey, great to see you, Robert. It's been a week. Come on in, man. We got... We got the girls back here all lined up for you, man. Five rooms. Go at it. Full body, lower body. Full body, upper body. <laughs> hey, Bob. Uh-oh. Camera's on. NFL finds out that Bob Kraft is at a massage parlor giving money for sexual favors. Okay? He's, he's, he's. He's actually paying these hookers that were at these massage parlors. The NFL didn't do anything to him. There was no fine. There was no suspension. There was no reprimand. This guy was accused of trafficking. This guy was accused of prostitution. Engaging in prostitution. I know he was exonerated. So was Deshaun. Deshaun Watson was exonerated, or he was, by two grand juries. Bob Kraft, too. Bob Kraft didn't face any punishment. Deshaun should. Conduct detrimental to the league is vague. You just can't fill it in any way you see. Well, it's the owner. So he gets more latitude at the massage parlors than Deshaun does with the massage therapist. Yeah, you got to remember, Sills. You know, he had the... He had the hotel room. You know, Bob actually went to the place. You know, more of a decent guy took a limo there. Okay? You tell me. Wait a minute. According to his lawyer, he didn't pay extra, so it's not legal. Oh, okay. He just got the normal shakedown. Uh, Whatever that means, too, right? Okay? You tell me. So it's okay for Bob to go in there and act like a creep? And be the face of the New England Patriots, the six-time Super Bowl champion Patriots. Bob's getting shaken down in a prostitute joint, but that's all right. This, hey, by the way, they're both creeps to me. Okay, but I don't think you could pick one guy and go like this. Hey, you know what, man? He's the owner of the Patriots. He's a ninety-year-old guy. You know, if he wants to toot his horn. It's okay. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. How about Jerry Jones in a toilet with a chick? How about this kid that supposedly is his son or whatever it is? How many times has Jerry been caught doing something not that cool? How about Jerry Richardson, the owner? They took the team away from Richardson. How about Daniel Snyder? With the cheerleaders being used as prostitutes for advertisers down in the Bahamas. None of those guys were suspended. None of those guys faced any kind of retribution from the league. Why should the player? I'm being serious now. Okay? Jerry, hey, thank you, Showtime. Jerry Jones on on Harry Hines. Hoss, Harry Hines? I've been told that's where you pick whores up. As my grandmother would say, don't bring whores in this house. (laughs) I'll leave that story for that. No, no, actually... I brought this really interesting chick home one day to my grandmother's house and um, she got up and left the dinner table. And I know she heard my grandfather looked at me and said, don't ever bring whores in this house ever again. Do you understand? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it. (laughs) I was like, okay, I got it, Graham. Don't worry about it. That'd be the last time she was never invited back. (laughs) I don't know why My, my grandmother didn't really like her. I'll leave it there. Why in the world would the NFL think that it's cool to suspend Deshaun Watson, but not to have any kind of punishment? Or how about this? Taking draft choices away or anything to the owners who have acted creepy too. Yeah, showtime. It wasn't good. Hey, Jimmy, mom told you that too? It's a good house you're in. Right? Hey, Right? You know, don't ever bring a whore in this house ever again. You understand me? Yes, Graham. I, that's not going to happen. I can promise you that. We're not We're not going there. Yeah, Deshaun Watts is going to get suspended. You hear all these, you hear all these sportscasters going, he should, like, be out a year. Oh, uh, he should be this and that. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's okay for the owners to act like creeps and nobody say anything. These guys are the league. You know, I brought this up yesterday. There's no place on the planet where some of these players or owners could get legitimate jobs because some of these guys are just too over the top with their creepiness. It's just, it's remarkable on how the NFL is the only place you can get a gig like that. Right, Mark? I mean, wait a minute, man. Bob Kraft, Bob Kraft was with like 10 or 15 hookers. And the league went, hey, you know, there was no crime. He's exonerated. So Goodell didn't do anything to him. Okay. Grand jury said the same thing on Deshaun. So you're going to go the extra step with the player. Eh, standard. They're hypocrites. But we know that. We know that, right? In Jerry's defense, he... He didn't bring her home. I got it. Okay. Hey, in Bob Kraft's defense, you know, he went and saw them. That was my wife's differential comments towards that scene. She's like, well, at least Bob get in a limo and went to Orlando and saw him. You know, Deshaun had the hotel room. Oh, okay. I see it. (laughs) Oh, man. Jesus, criminy, man. I, I, I was thinking about that going, what about Kraft? 
This guy legitimately got caught with his pants down. Yeah, it's all right. They were supposed to go to the White House the next week. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. Unbelievable, man. All right, let me get into the Big Sills top. 32 NFL general managers for the 2022 season. Where does your boy, Howie Roseman, sit? This is a list of builders. Oh, I can't put it up there. I don't want anyone to see it. Builders or destroyers. Where is he on the Pantheon? Where is he on that Pantheon? Okay. <laughs> Howie Flosman, number one overall. Wait a minute here, man. Oh, no, I got to do this on the other side. Because I, I, I'm going to need a full segment for this bad puppy. Oh, yeah. Don't be disappointed. By the way, Chris Sims' top 40 list, I got that as well. Rick Barry, hour number three at 5.30. By the way, he's in Orlando. I don't know. I'm not tying anything up into anything from our open or anything. I'm just saying he's in Orlando. I think it's a pickleball tournament. Okay? So our friend's going to be there. But what I want you to do, Come up where you think Howie Roseman should be ranked in Big Sills. Top 32 general managers in the National Football League. We have them. All right. Don't forget, my friends, at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. Choosing an attorney is one of the most important things. If you are hurt or injured on the job, that attorney is going to get your family the rightful compensation that you so sorely need for your family to get through these troubling times for the people is not a slogan. This is who they are and what they've been for the last 30 years. And in that process, 13 and a half billion dollars has been collected for clients. John Morgan and his firm are the biggest firm in the country and they will go to war for you. There's no such thing as a fender bender. When you're talking Morgan and Morgan, I've known John for over 25 years and he has 800 attorneys strong across this country in offices in Philly, New York, Florida, They are ready to do battle for you. And like I said, no such thing as a small case. There's no fender benders when we're talking Morgan and Morgan. All right. The call is free. 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Look, the consultation is free. Open 24-7, seven days a week. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan and Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. 
Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to look. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Yeah. TBD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure if the Eagles understand that. No, I. You know, I've. I've yeah, I sent a message to Tracy Rocker, and they're gonna try to touch base with me about you know them targeting you next year's draft. Yeah. Oh, hang on. I got to go, dude. Bye. I'll talk to you later. Welcome aboard. Please hit the like button. Appreciate everybody coming in here. By the way, Maniac, I saw your dumbass comment over there on the right. I would still trade all nine picks for Deshaun Watson. He's going to play. Unless that guy's criminally charged, he is going to play. I have 230 million guaranteed reasons why he'll play. If my choice is Jalen Hurts or Deshaun Watson, (laughs) 
I, I can't even continue that debate with a straight face. Okay? And by the way, who made you the moral cops? Okay? Who made you the moral cops? Who gives a shit what a guy is? If a guy's a piece of whatever, I root for him because he's an eagle, not because he's Johnny Mr. Father of the Year. That's a different conversation. Well, I want my guys to be with integrity and great pride and represent themselves in the grandest of things. (laughs) Great. Yeah, okay. Too bad we don't apply that same characteristic to our politicians. Okay? Too bad we don't do that. Okay? Nancy Pelosi's husband just got pulled over in Napa. You got cops hiding pictures and uh, helmet cams and everything. Yo, hey, we can't, don't shake the boat there because, you know, it's a politician. You know, hey, you know, we're, we're mightier than thou. <laughs> okay. I show up to a football game to watch football. Not to sit there and pass judgment whether or not the guy's a good dude or not. Who cares? I watch Tiger Woods because he's a great golfer. Not because I want to be boys with him. <laughs> uh, no, hey, I'm really glad that we didn't pursue the Deshaun Watson thing. I'd rather have my guy Jalen because he's got great integrity, but he sucks compared to him. But that's okay. I'd rather have the integrity guy than the talented guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I don't want a creepy, sleazy quarterback, really. If my creepy, sleazy, how about this? A creepy, sle- like, I'll say it one more time to you. If he's convicted of a crime, absolutely. Right now, he's not. Right now, he just chases tail. Lawrence, okay, so wait a minute. Let me get this right. You wouldn't want LT on your team. He's a crackhead. You wouldn't want LT on your team. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, hey, I'm not going to name any other Eagle guys because I don't want to insult anybody. But let's do this. Hey, I'd rather have Derek Barnett than LT. Derek Barnett's a heck of a guy. <laughs> yeah, LT's a crackhead. The crackhead get three sacks? Yeah, is he a three-time defensive player of the year? Yeah, is he the last and maybe the only NFL MVP that you'll ever see as a defender? Yeah. Uh, I'll take Derek Barnett. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, man. Derek Barnett way over LT because LT's a crackhead. Oh, yeah, and he works hard. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Just don't bring your ski trips to the locker room. Uh, Sills, the creepy shit will end once he starts winning. Absolutely, man. People in Pittsburgh forgot what a creep that Ben Roethlisberger was. This guy's chasing chicks into a chick's bathroom and molesting them, allegedly, and the toilets. They gave him six games. And everybody loved Big Ben. Never a losing season. One of the great Steelers of all time. And what about the creep show he had early in his career? What was that? I don't remember. (laughs) Okay. Ben Roethlisberger was a creep show too. Everyone's like, oh, Big Ben, Hall of Fame, first ballot. Oh, we all forgot about it after the two Super Bowl wins, right? Hmm. 
Oh, hey, it's another one. There's a great one, Eastside Monster. Wait a minute. I don't want Ray Lewis on my team. Not Ray. I'd rather have TJ Edwards than Ray Lewis. <laughs> you, you, you can't mean that. You can't mean that. You cannot mean that. Okay? You cannot mean that. TJ's my guy. Man of integrity. Well, you can have Ray Lewis. Nope. I don't want Ray or LT. No way. Or Deshaun. Not me. I'd rather go without and be nine and eight. Okay. Remember something here, folks. It's a football team. It's not the father of the year club. It's not man of the year. This is a football team. Win games. All that shit goes away. You're like, Sills, don't you care about character? We talk about this shit every day with Jalen. I'm sick of it. Character, it matters. Talent matters too. Which would I rather have more of? For my daughter, character. For my football team, talent. What's the issue with that comment there? If I'm looking for a wife, character. If I'm looking for a husband for my daughter, character. For my football team, that's like saying this. I wouldn't hire somebody I hated, even though he was the best CEO in the world. And even if he wanted to come to work for you, you wouldn't hire him. You wouldn't hire the best talent you can. Okay? Come on now. All right. Let's move on here. The Big Sills. Top NFL general managers. As we get ready a month away from training camps, here they are. Let's get the glasses. This is like reading the um, Frozen Orange report. Some of you will get that. Some of you won't. Number 32. Ryan Poles. Bears. General manager. This could drastically change. Um, I think the Bears are a train wreck organization. I think the McCaskies have completely ran the franchise into the toilet. I think actually the franchise has never been the same since George Hallis and actually Mike Dicka were there. They were kind of spotty good a little bit with Lovey, but outside of that, they've not been really good. They've just not been a great franchise for the last, it's hard to believe they haven't been a very good franchise for the last 20 years. Now, this guy can improve because I don't know much of him. Okay? Number 31, Mensay 2 with the Vikings. I, I, I don't know much about him. I think the Vikings have a good core group, and I think Rick Spielman did a really great job, but had, had the role. 
They underachieved the last couple of years. I think that there's a great opportunity for these two men to improve. Okay? Number 30, Joe Schoen, Giants. Don't know much about him. He comes down from the Bills organization. Did a nice job working with the Bills and building that football team's roster up. Again, you're talking about guys getting brand new opportunities to go in and to improve rosters. The Giants have to improve that offensive line. The number one priority in New York right now is to find a quarterback and to improve your old line. Those are two things that you do not want to be going into a camp not knowing what you have, okay? Not knowing what you have. And the Giants, their talent, they're, they're, they're talentless at those positions right now. Dave Ziegler, Raiders, don't know much about him. Brand new general manager going in for Mike Mayock. I think Mike Mayock and John Gruden did a heck of a job at building that football team back up again. I thought Del Rio did a nice job with that football team too. But you see now, you know, the Khalil Mack deal paying off a little bit for the Raiders here. I don't know much about Ziegler, but we'll see. And again, the only reason they're down there is because I don't know much about them. Number 28, Nick Casario. Now, I know Nick very well. He's with the Texans. He's got complete autonomy of that football team. He was able to get all the commodities and all the assets for Deshaun Watson, okay? How they go forward, I think they did a nice job by hiring Lovey Smith. I think Lovey Smith is a needed hire. They've got to get people in that building to calm the room down with a professional coach. Bill O'Brien was a good coach. Bill O'Brien was a shitty GM. Lovey understands that dynamic. He's worked well with people before Jerry Angelo when he was in Tampa as an assistant, and he worked well with Jerry Angelo when he was up in Chicago. And personally, I think, again, when you get a guy like Lovey Smith in the room, it's a heck of a hire. Now the McNair family have not been very good owners. We'll see what happens. And again, Next couple of years, we're going to get a good understanding here where the Texans are going. And Nick is a good personnel guy. He brings down a lot of New England Patriots stuff with him. This general manager is one of the general managers I can't stand the most. Trent Balky, Jaguars. I have no idea how we got this job. I have no idea. And I cannot believe that Doug Peterson has to work with him. This guy single-handedly destroyed the 49ers and that organization. He was a guy that had a campaign to try to get rid of Harbaugh, which Harbaugh left. Um, it, the whole Kaepernick situation was under his watch. I mean, it was just, and then John, John Lynch had to go in and clean up everything because of what Trent Balky had created there. That franchise had a lot of good things going for him. Remember something? Um, Colin Kaepernick got that football team to a Super Bowl. They had a lot of talent on that football team. And Trent Balky just, just absolutely decided to erode that team. This is the Big Sills 2022 top 32 NFL general managers. I, look, I, I'm going to say this. Fontenot with the Falcons. Um, I think he... I think he is decent. 
But he's got so much of a mountain to dig out of. I really do. I, I, I just absolutely believe that that franchise right now, they're years away from competing for a Super Bowl. And boy, are they going to be in for a quarterback this coming season. Marcus Mariota is not the answer. So the Falcons, I mean, I really don't think it matters who your general manager is right now. Brad Holmes, Lions. They're, good, they're doing good things in Detroit. Chris Spielman's over his shoulder right now. They're doing some good stuff there. There's a good culture being built. They're trying to get people in the building that want to be Lions. Dan Campbell, I actually like. I like some of the talent. I think their quarterback is inconsistent, and I've never been a fan of Jared Goff. And they've got to answer that question sooner or later. You know, it's funny. They had Matthew Stafford in the building. And they allowed that guy just to run out of the building there. Number 24, Scott Fetner, Panthers. Again, another franchise, the head coach too, in my opinion. I think he's a wash. I look at Matt Rule. Matt Rule has not impressed me since he's been named the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He has not impressed me whatsoever. And to me, there needs to be a general manager and head coaching change. And you're going to have to have really a come-to-Jesus conversation, in my opinion, with David Tepper, if you're the GM and the head coach, and try to tell him the direction that you're trying to take that Panther team in. They struck out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And now they're trying to make a deal for, supposedly for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield? Really? Number 23, Martin Mayhew, Washington Commanders. I actually like Martin Mayhew. I think he did a nice job with John Lynch as his second-in-command in San Francisco. Martin Mayhew has a pedigree of understanding talent. I believe he was in Detroit for a little bit, too, as uh, general manager, too. Here's a former player that understands former players and also sees talent and is a pretty good evaluator. He's not Ozzie Newsome kind of guy. Because um, I think Ozzy was brilliant at understanding when it comes to really finding talent. But Martin Mayhew, in my opinion, is a pretty solid guy. And you need solid people in Washington because there's very few of them. That thing's a complete train wreck in Washington. The thing you have going for you right now is Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera. And you're lucky. Because the rest of it, I don't know who the players gravitate to when it comes to leadership. When you got a quarterback, you're still deciding on what the hell's going on with. You got a you got a defensive coordinator that made an ass of himself this past week. You got an owner who is constantly in the news for the wrong things. I don't know how you win there. I just don't know how you win. Number 22, Chris Greer, Dolphins. A lot of pressure on this guy. Chris Greer was the guy that teamed up. You know, you know what's funny? Everyone, everyone calls what Stephen Ross did. To Brian Flores racist. Chris Greer's black too. A black GM fired a black coach. You know, in today's media, I know sometimes we exclude some of the facts, but a black general manager, which there are very few of in this league, fired him. Chris Greer wanted to stick with Tua. Brian Flores wanted Deshaun Watson. We're going to find out this year if Chris Greer is right because his ass is on the line too. They brought the guy in, the offensive tackle from New Orleans. 
They brought in Tyree Kill. They did a great job in drafting Jalen Waddle last year, 104, 105 catches. They improved the run game, and their run defense is pretty decent. The Dolphins should be a player this year, an improvement, even more so of what they've done the last two years. Number 21, I got Joe Douglas here out of the Philadelphia Eagle front office. I actually think Joe Douglas, I had Joe way down a year ago. I actually think Joe Douglas is a riser in the NFL. If he can get the Jets to a winning season, and if he can show that Zach Wilson is the guy, Joe Douglas' stock is going to continue to rise. Um, They really had a nice draft. They addressed a lot of needs. Their defense has to get better. Salah, I don't know if he's the right coach or not. To me, it looks like he was in over his head last year. So he's got to prove to Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, that he's going to continue to improve the team. I actually like Joe Douglas. I think Joe's one of the guys, in my opinion, that's on the way and doing some things here. Young says the Jets get good people, but they just don't know how to use them. Correct. I agree with you 100%. Okay. I I, I think they're, I just think that they've had bad coaching. Really, do you know, you want to hear a stat? Jadis, you want to hear a stat about the Jets? Okay. Outside of Al Groh's one year, do you know that the New York Jets only have one head football coach with a winning record? In the 60-plus years that the franchise has been on the planet, do you know that the Jets have one successful coach, and it's Parcells? That's it. One coach. I mean, not even Weeb Eubank, who won the Super Bowl in 69. Number 20, John Schneider, Seahawks. He's fallen. Used to be revered and used to be way up. I just think that they're running out of gas. And I'll tell you something. Is it me? But since the death of Paul Allen, have the Seahawks walked backwards? Okay? Ray, no Jet head coach has a winning record except for Parcells. Facts. Um, yeah, the Seahawks, since Paul Allen's death, there's another franchise walking back. Number 19, Steve Kime, Cardinals. You know, they want to get a deal done for Hollywood Brown in the offseason, and they want to try to get a deal done for Kyler Murray going into the training camp. Um, my problem with Steve Kime, the GM of the Cardinals, he's so this. It's big swings and ups and downs. It's a seesaw in Arizona with him at the helm. Plus, he's had issues personally by himself, which has been a distraction to the organization at times. That, you know, when you're a GM like that, seen and not heard. You know, you don't want to be binocular Howie. That stuff's stupid. My general manager, I want him working, not working at his image and his and his presence in a city. Howie works at his, his persona, like he's some athlete or something. I think that shit's stupid. You're a general manager of a football team. You don't have a brand. You work for the brand. The head coach has a brand. Players have a brand. Owners and GMs don't have brands. You think Ozzie Newsom had a brand? He was a general manager. Ozzie's a Hall of Fame football player. 
He was different. 18, Jerry Jones. Jerry's different. He's the owner. He's the only owner on this list. Cowboys. Cowboys do really a great job of drafting. You know what they don't do a good job of? Paying them right. They overpay. Before you know it, you're in salary cap hell. Number 17, Chris Ballard, Colts. I think Chris has done a decent job, okay? I do. I think Chris has done a decent job for Jim Mercer there in Indianapolis. Number 16, Andrew Barry, Cleveland. I don't know how the Deshaun Watson deal is going to play out, and I don't know how the Baker Mayfield situation plays out. Okay, he's done a nice job. They have. But the real question will be, when is Deshaun playing? That's going to be a huge question mark for them. Here you go. Number 15, John Lynch, San Francisco 49ers. John's done such a good job building this team. I'm a friend. I'm, I'm a friend of his. I like him, but the indecision at the quarterback spot right now is you made a deal with the Dolphins. You gave away all those assets. Play the guy. Get rid of Garoppolo. Show some conviction here. They can't because you know why? They're not sold on Trey Lance, no matter what they're telling you. And that leads me to believe that they think that they may have made a mistake with Trey Lance. That's why they don't want to cut loose. Jimmy Garoppolo's injury may be the best thing ever happened to them. Number 14, John Robinson, Titans. I dropped him because I thought he was doing a really great job in Tennessee. Dude, you don't want to pay A.J. Brown at 24 years of age then $20 million like everybody else is paying all these wideouts? Now, did the owner tell you not to do that? How do you let a 25-year-old A.J. Brown out of the building and let him go like that over cash? Hey, it's one thing if he sucked, and then you draft that kid Burks from Arkansas? Brother, you got some answering to do. Number 13, Duke Tobin, Bengals. This guy is doing a hell of a – hey – For an organization that does not like, okay, that does not like to spend money, Duke Tobin's done a nice job in Cincinnati. By the way, we're doing the top 32 NFL general managers, Big Sills, best GMs in the NFL going into training camp. Number 12, from your Philadelphia Eagles, Howie Roseman. Howie's had a good track record. Not spectacular. Other guys have won Super Bowls on this list. Okay? The peaks and valleys have been kind of steep with the Eagles. They have been the most dominant team in the NFC East since 2000, which is a good thing. Not one of the better divisions in football, but they it's not their fault. And they've done a nice job doing that. They've done a nice job. They have failed at the quarterback position incredibly. And and, and since 2000, they've only hit the quarterback right once. And that was Donovan McNabb. 
The wide receiving cores have not been very good. They've been suspect. Tight ends have been great. O-line has been spectacular. Okay? Howie Roseman, number 12. Number 11, Bill Belichick. New England Patriots. You think Howie's better than Bill? (laughs) Okay. Really? (laughs) Okay. Bill Belichick, one of the best talent evaluators. Look at the quarterbacks that he had one time in his room. Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett all ended up being NFL starters. He drafted all of them. And you can say whatever you want to say about Bill Belichick not being able to draft wideouts. He can draft quarterbacks. Oh, by the way, Mac Jones, not a bad draft. Got his team to the playoffs in his rookie season. Tom Telesco, number 10, Chargers. That Charger football team, in my opinion, you know where I think the Chargers fail? At coach. They don't fail in personnel. That's a loaded roster. Khalil Mack, Joey Boza, Derwin James on defense, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, the kid they drafted at offensive tackle. It's littered with talent. They got to win some ball games, man. But Tom does a great job at putting people in the building. Okay? All right. I'm going to give you the rest of the 10. Actually, let me finish it. I'm going to finish it, Xander. Number nine, George Patton. Broncos, look at the job that they've done in the offseason here, okay? Look at the job that they've done in the offseason here. I mean, now the question is going to be moving forward here with new ownership with the Walmarts, okay? Um, I, I, I just think that it's going to be interesting to see the direction because we just saw the direction of the Seahawks since Paul Allen has passed, Number eight, I think this may be low. Who would you rather have as general manager? Eric DaCosta or Howie Roseman? Those Ravens, man, they never miss. They never miss. They are brilliant from Ozzy to this guy. This guy was taught under Ozzy. They are brilliant in that Ravens front office. They never get a draft wrong. They are so good at what they do. Number seven, Jason Light, Buccaneers. Convinced Brady to come down. Convinced all those veterans to stay. Hey, man. Really just a nice job there, too. Six, he's retired. So I'm going to I'm still going to put Kevin Colbert there cuz he's still in the front office and he's leaving. And they just named a new a new general manager, but Kevin Colbert Steelers they absolutely do it right. Even though I'm going to give you a stat that contradicts that a little bit, especially over the last 13 years. Here's your top 5 general managers in the National Football League. I think Mickey Loomis with the Saints is brilliant. One of the top 5 guys That's in the league, and he's been one of the top five general managers for 15 years. Constantly retooling, doing a fine job. A lot of people like Dennis Allen as the new head coach, taking over for Sean Payton. Mickey Loomis' resume is second to none. Brett Veach, Chiefs, working with Andy Reid. Talk about talent evaluating. 
really a nice job. And you know what you're really starting to hear now? He's starting to get a little bit more autonomy in who he wants in the draft. And Andy, from what I'm understanding now, is giving him that autonomy in the draft and in the draft rooms when they're talking about going after a guy. And Andy works with him hand in hand. So you could actually put him and Andy there at number four. Brian Gutekist, Packers. I don't know. Last three years, Green Bay Packers have won 39 ball games. They got a reigning MVP two years in a row. They're constantly in the conversation for the NFC Championship. Last 30 years, the Packers have been brilliant with two players. Okay? Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. 30 years of football. And the Packers are always in the conversation. Number two, Brandon Bean, Bills. Best roster in football. Best roster in football. And number one, this football team doesn't seem to have a salary cap. Got to say the number one general manager in all of football is Les Snead. How does he do it? How does he do it? Allen Robinson, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald. Needs Dominic and Sue back in the day. How do they do it? How do they cut? It seems like they don't have a salary cap. That they constantly, I mean, Kevin Demoff, I know the president of the team came out and said, I don't know if we can keep this model going, but right now it's the best model in football. It's about winning today. It's not about winning three years from now, like Howie believes. Howie's philosophy is, I want to win three years from now. Les Needs opportunity is to win today. Most fans want to win today. Les Snead wants to win today. Howie doesn't. Howie wants to win over the next three years. Now, that's Brandon Bean's mentality too, though. I'll explain. We'll reset the list. We'll go over your thoughts if you think I'm wrong anywhere. Top of the hour. Don't forget also, Rick Barry's going to join us in hour three. Game six tonight, NBA Finals. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. Not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. I'm going to reset the topics here in a second. I, I, I want to throw this out here starting in hour number two. Appreciate it, everybody. Um, you know why else it's important that Jalen plays well in this 2022 season? What's the biggest need on the team? Take the quarterback conversation out of it for a minute. It's safety. Can you imagine if how we can use a safety next year in the first round? Instead of either maybe having to trade up to get a quarterback that they so desire. If Jalen doesn't play well, there could be a cornerback too. You don't know how Bradbury's going to play. He stunk last year. We're hoping he goes back to that Pro Bowl, Bradbury of two years ago. And you're hoping it was just a giant meltdown that we saw last year, Right. There's no, there's no certainties in the NFL. You don't know how a player is going to play. That's why when everybody comes out saying, well, Jalen will do it. I'm not telling you how Jalen's going to play because I don't know. All I'm going on is what he's done. See, most of the people that you listen to are telling you what you think he's going to do. That's not, that's why sometimes when even Xander goes, you said this last week about the player. Now, this week, you're saying this about the player. Last week, he played great against the Panthers. This week, he sucked out loud against the Niners. If his, if his ability changes, my take shouldn't. I should sit here the next week and say he still sucks. If he has a good game one week and doesn't have such a good game to follow. I, I, don't, I don't follow that line of broadcasting. See, I don't rub a genie bottle and wish things to happen. I talk to you about things that have happened and where we are now. And if a player changes his entire dynamic and all of a sudden you're like, Jesus, criminy, man. Like Lamar Jackson is a great example of that. I personally said that guy would be out of the NFL in five years after the first year he took over for Flacco. 
He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. That playoff game against the Chargers, he was terrible. All season, he works his ass off. Next year, they go 14-2, and he's the MVP unanimously. I came out after that year, and I went, I could not have ever been more wrong about a player in my life. But that's a good thing. I'm not rooting against anybody. I'm just telling you what I see today. If you don't like it, that's probably been one of the basis for my shows where people think that I shit on people. No, people shit on themselves. If you're not playing well, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You have me mistaken for some cheerleader on the Fanatic or the Whip. I'm not a cheerleader who sits there writing these feel-good columns in the Inquirer. Get the wrong guy, dude. Wrong guy. It's not angry Dan. It's reality Dan. And sometimes you guys don't like it. That's too freaking bad. That's not the style I do here. People always go, Cilio, stir it. I don't stir anything up. I'll tell you the truth. Isn't that crazy? You can turn on the media, mainstream media, and when somebody starts talking to, like that guy Don Lemon talking about Joe Biden's health. This guy's getting killed for asking a decent question. You don't like it? Don't watch him. Dude, I'm just saying. I couldn't believe it when I heard Don Lemon say that. But he asked a journalistic question for the first time in his career. People get killed for asking the truth. That's the great broadcasters and columnists know when you write the truth. That's all the stirring of the pot you need to do. Nobody does that any longer in Philly. Because you know why? These teams have all these media outlets by the short hairs. Okay, let me go back over this list. I did in the last hour. Okay, the top... 32 NFL general managers. And I got Howie Roseman at 12. I think Les Snead's the best GM in football. I think he's the best general manager in football. I think Brandon Bean has built the best roster in football. Now, here's here's where I'm going to go here with these two men. Brandon Bean believes in the Howie Roseman philosophy. He was asked a question this offseason, Brandon Bean, the general manager of the Bills. He was asked the question, um, is this a do-or-die year for the Bills? He's like, no. But that's because they know they have Josh Allen for 10 years now. And that this is going to be more of a marathon for them. And it's going to be continuing. See, their, their belief is this. They're going to keep chopping wood, and eventually the tree's going to come down, and they're going to win one. And when you have a quarterback like that, who's the best quarterback in the NFL, and I agree, you, you, you have time. There's a, there's a window. Like, watch this. Do the Eagles have a Super Bowl window right now? No. There's no Super Bowl window. Who would ever tell you that? There's no window. There, there's no window. Is there a Super Bowl window in Cincinnati? Yeah. Is there a Super Bowl window 
I don't know if there's one in, 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 in um, Green Bay anymore. I don't know. I think this is it. Is there one in Tampa? Yeah. But it's a small one. Okay? Do, do, do you guys think the, the Eagles have a Super Bowl window right now? Really? Wow. Davey Boy goes, one thing I've noticed over the past few months is that every time Sill says something, the opposite happens. Like what? Like what? Deshaun Watson? How did that... See, Davey Boy, he was going to either Atlanta, Carolina, or Miami. What changed? The bag of money. Nobody in their right mind saw Cleveland dumping $230 million in guarantees, which has infuriated the league. Okay, and so I said that the Eagles should be in the conversation. They should be. You don't have anybody in your conversation right now that's in that guy's league, and I would still do the deal. I would still do the deal for Deshaun Watson. So if I don't get him for eight games and I get Jalen for eight games and you're two and six and I get that guy and we go on and win a Super Bowl and he's going to top three quarterbacks in the league. Once that guy starts winning, this will all go away. This will all go away. It'll all go away because Americans have short memories. We have short memories. We like tearing our superstars down and building them back up again. Tiger Woods is a great example of that. Mike Tyson, too. We do that all the time with our politicians, with our actors, most notably with our actors. You don't think Will Smith's not going to be in a superstar movie in two years, three years from now? You're high if you don't think that. That's what, that's what we do in this society. We build them, We build them back up again. Look at Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp had his entire life thrown out in front of everybody. Not that I gave a shit about it. But the media will build him back up. He'll be back to being at the Pirates of the Caribbean again. He'll be back working for Disney, making $25, $35 million again. It's what we do in this country. Deshaun Watson will be part of that. Not giving up our picks and free agents too many to keep what okay hey I'll, I'll make a point to you we'll see who wins the super bowl in the next five years the browns or the eagles want to put a bet on it who do you think wins the super bowl in the next five years ask yourself that next five years okay where I'm going with Brandon Bean, though. Bean believes in Howie Roseman. Les Snead believes in winning today. And there's a philosophical change that's going on in the NFL right now. Draft choices versus free agents. Who would you rather spend money on? Would you rather spend money? Would you rather spend money on a sure thing? A proven veteran? 
Or would you rather spend money on somebody you have no clue if he could play or not? What's the bigger's gamble? Remember something about how he's drafting. By the way, and I think he did a great job. Okay? Those guys aren't for sure. Hassan Reddick, the odds are he's going to be a double-digit sack guy this year. What do you think the odds are that Jordan Davis has seven sacks this year? That would almost equal the number he had at Georgia in 43 games. What's, what's better odds? Hassan Reddick. He's done it. He's proven it. Two different franchises, double digits. Okay? Look at these Rams, man. I like the way the Rams do business. How he listened for once and got what? And, and where, here, Chris, the Cleveland Browns took a gigantic swing. They took a gigantic swing. Okay? That franchise is either going to win Super Bowls or they're going to be the biggest laughing stock. That's yet to be determined. That's yet to be determined. But I actually like that GM in Cleveland taking that swing like that. You want to sit around with a running back playing quarterback? That's your call. You better hope Jalen balls out. Because if you don't, you're in the same shit storm that you've been in for five years. Well, basically since Donovan McNabb left. You haven't got a quarterback, right, since Donovan. You won a Super Bowl. Granted, Buccaneers won one with Brad Johnson. The Ravens won one with Joe Flacco. The Giants won one with Jeff Hostetler. It can happen. It has happened. But being consistent champions and contenders for that title, you have to have what you had with Donovan. Every year Donovan McNabb was your starting quarterback, albeit, and I agree with Xander, he never ran through the tape. But every year the Eagles were in this conversation. Eagles, I think you're going to win a Super Bowl this year. Eagles, I think you're going to win a Super Bowl this year. Even when you had Randall Cunningham, you could say that. Okay? You never thought you were going to win a Super Bowl with Michael Vick. Don't, don't do that. Michael Vick was never close to winning a Super Bowl any time in his life. His best performance was that performance that he had up in Green Bay. I think when he, it's when he was with the Falcons. Maybe it was the Eagles, I forget, when they beat the Packers up there. I think he beat Favre up there. That was his greatest moment. Maniac says, we improved 90% of our draft picks. And how do you know that? Where did you get that stat from? Where, 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 where did you get that stat from? You've improved in 90% of your draft picks? Do you want to go back into history of Howie Roseman's draft picks? I can do that. Okay? I can, I can easily do that. And it's not that hard. But I think he's done a nice job over the 
He's had a lot of talent in his room. The Andrew Berries of the world, the Joe Douglases, the Andy Waddells. There's been a lot of talent in that front office helping move along the needle when it comes to improving your roster. You think nine wins is improving your roster a lot? Okay, yeah. From the 4-11-1, okay. You know, rent's due in September again. got to wait till it hey jimmy at least wait till they're in full gear before you start talking about draft choices panning out these guys haven't even been in full gear and you got people on here saying the draft has improved 90 where did you get that from where in the world did you get that from how do you know that because they went through helmets and shorts that's a stupid take And Maniac, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm just talking out loud here. Hey, Master, am I coming off like a jerk here? Tell me, please, because I don't want to. But I'm trying to talk to you about building teams. You don't like where I put Howie Roseman, 12. Howie Roseman is one of the top 15 general managers in the league. That's not a bad thing. I've got him raked ahead of Duke Tobin, John Lynch, Andrew Berry, Chris Ballard, Steve Kime. I mean, this guy's ranked ahead of some pretty damn good general managers. By the way, some of these other guys, Jason Light, his Super Bowl winner. The Ravens are never wrong in the draft. Eric DaCosta is one of the finest talent evaluators there is in football. Mickey Loomis, dude, as good as Howie is, he's no Mickey Loomis. I think you don't know these other guys because you guys are constantly talking about your boy all the time. Mickey Loomis is a great GM. Jesus, look it up. Multiple-time executive of the year in the NFL. Belichick, hey, one thing that Bill has not done a great job of is getting wide receivers in the draft. But how do you explain this? So he makes a deal to get Wes Welker from the Dolphins, who was traded from the Chargers and was a special teams guy, and turns that guy into a 900-catch guy. He finds Edelman, who was some nobody guy or quarterback in college, Turns him into a Super Bowl MVP. He gets his kid Amendola. Puts him on the field with Brady. Has a quarterback. And these guys turn into superstars. And if they go anywhere else, they suck. This guy had a guy in Deion Branch who won the Super Bowl most valuable player. He goes to Seattle and he bombs. He may not draft really good wideouts. But don't think he hasn't had them and found guys in ladder rounds of free agency, because he has. (laughs) Some people like looking at half the picture here. Jerry Jones has the most Super Bowls as an active general manager. That's a frightening stat. That is a 
frightening stat. I, I, I would have to look that up to see if Casario was up in that New England front office. Um, okay, I would have to look that up because I think he's got a couple Super Bowl wins too. Okay. Um, active, you're right, because Kevin Colbert is retired now. I'll take the Ravens front office any day. They find dudes. Randall, I just don't know how they do it, man. And they're never wrong in free agents. This was a great draft and offseason. Andreas, how do you know that? Now, when you tell me, Andreas, that you addressed all needs in the draft and you had a great offseason in trades or free agency, I agree to that. You don't know if these guys are going to pan out. My God. You're assuming that. That is an assumption. What if some of the stuff that comes out to be correct on Nicobe Dean and he can't stay healthy? Did you ever find that? Think about that? On the reason why he fell into the third? Maybe the scouts weren't wrong? Or that Jordan Davis has a weight issue and keeping that weight under control? That's a sign of laziness. We're hoping that's not true. Showed up to minicamps, looks great. Even Gary Cobb said that, hey, you know, from him first getting there to where he is now, he looks great. Fantastic. We got seven weeks here. Let's see what happens at training camp. I don't want to have to have conversations about a guy's weight. Having a conversation about somebody's weight is a lazy conversation. Manster, the jury's always still out, always. Even after your first year. How many games has Nagobi Dean missed in his career? I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about what talent evaluators in the NFL said about him, and that's why he fell in the third. Why did he fall in the third if he was a first-round talent? No questions about it? Okay. You have a right to do that? Personally, I thought he was a first-round talent. But I wasn't watching game film on him. I wasn't watching the other general managers and scouts talk about him. There's a reason he fell in the third. If you can't see the Eagles roster as improved big time, Chris, the Eagle roster has improved big time. Let's take a look at that. It hasn't improved the quarterback. Okay? It hasn't improved. I don't know that yet. Neither do you. The wide receiving core, massively. Massively. The defensive line, you were at the bottom of pass rushing last year. Okay? Hassan Reddick? I believe it's going to improve that. Absolutely, your pass rush improved. James Bradbury had a down year last year. We're assuming he's going to rebound from two years ago. Another assumption. I'm with you. I think he does. Is that going to be good enough to push you into a divisional round of an NFL game or into a conference championship? Is it? 
You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And if you noticed, I didn't bring up the draft choices yet. I will not until I see him play. I told you this, guys. I told you this. After the draft... I will never give rookies kudos before they put their helmets on and put their mouthpieces in their mouth and go out there and play at least in a scrimmage. Flex says, how do you know that? Go look at Hertz's numbers his first two years. And so when you, Look, again, I'm not going to compare Josh Allen. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are night and day. Josh Allen needed better coaching. It's evident. I've said this to you before about Josh Allen. Why do you think Josh Allen is improving at such a rapid pace? By the way, I have Chris Sims's list of the top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL. Why do you think Josh Allen has improved so much? He was a lowly recruited kid in high school. Didn't go to a big high school. Not a lot of recruiting going on with him. He goes to shit sticks, Wyoming. That coach doesn't even have a winning record. What kind of coaching do you think he got at Wyoming? He goes to the NFL and Brian Dable's there, Ken Dorsey's there, and all the coaches that are sitting around him. Sean McDermott. He gets the best coaching of his life. On the other hand, Jalen's had Nick Saban, has had Steve Sarkeesian, Lincoln Riley, Doug Peterson, and Nick Sirianni as his coaches. His improvement has been this much. Josh Allen's improvement has been this much with better coaching. So when you say that, Josh Allen has improved Leaps and bounds with better coaching. 
Jalen's improved in in small doses. That's a fact. So don't talk to me about getting better. Yes, getting better. Josh Allen's getting better like this. Leaps and bounds. Okay, I'm, I'm, right? But that's the story with a lot of players. Some guys get better like this. And it's, it's got to be patient with some of these guys. Hey, Jalen may take a leap like this. Let it play out. I'm not giving guys, I'm not giving kudos to people who haven't shown that massive improvement, like ever. Josh Allen, his improvement, dude, and that, and that game against Patrick Mahomes. Xander and I walked away from that going like this. Jesus criminy, man. Those two are the faces of the league. Faces of the league. Faces of the league, man. All right. I got this Sims list. I want to hit on this Sims list. Don't forget, Rick Barry, game six is tonight, hour three, 530 Eastern. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Don't forget also about my friend John Morgan and the folks at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. Picking that attorney, one of the most important things that you can possibly do, and I say this to you all the time, the biggest law firm in the country when it comes to compensation for you and your family, if you're hurt or injured on the job. Look, even fender benders. Morgan & Morgan just doesn't look at cases like that and go, well, it's just a fender bender. Every case matters, small and large. This is why they say this to you, for the people. They're not just going to look at, oh, well, this is a huge case. They'll take it. And they don't really care about your case. That's not what the folks at Morgan & Morgan do. Over 800 strong attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and Florida. These guys go to battle for you, and I've seen it. I've been in a courtroom with these guys when they go out and get the compensation that you and your family so deserve. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call them, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sales sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. Not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. For the people.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National Football Show with your boy, Big Bills. Please hit the like button. Thank you, guys, for sitting around with us talking some sports. We really appreciate it. I want to throw a stat at you first before we get into Chris Sims's list. By the way, I only did the 32 because I'm not talking about bums. And I did 33 quarterbacks, actually. I'm not doing all 40 because most of those guys at the tail end of that list were bums. But I want to throw a stat at you here. What franchise is this? Let's see how smart you guys are. Last 13 years, teams five and eight in the postseason and has missed the playoffs five times. Who's that team? Who's that team? Last 13 years. Five and eight in the postseason. And has missed the playoffs five times in those 13 years. Theoretically, half the time almost. What team is this team that has this record here? Who would you say with that record has those numbers? Washington. Seahawks. Bengals, Green Bay. The Giants, the Eagles. Eagles. Packers. 
Okay. What if I told you that over the last 13 years, this team that's five and eight in the postseason and has missed the playoffs five times are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Think about that. The Pittsburgh Steelers go around tooting their horn that they haven't had a losing season in the last 17 years. So rooting, this is what I'm talking to you about with the Eagles here. So rooting for 500 is now the benchmark in Pittsburgh? Ref, look at how shocked all you guys are. In the last 13 seasons in Pittsburgh, they're 5-8 and eight and they've missed the playoffs five times. And the new standard in Pittsburgh is not having a losing season. Boy, have the mighty fallen. And I'm a Mike Tomlin guy. That's no record of a franchise that has the most Super Bowl wins of any team in the league. It's not the benchmark. Okay? Five times they've missed the playoffs in the last 13 years. Crazy to think that. QB situation and quarterback with Big Ben. Five and eight, I think it... In the post, a five and eight, the Steelers are in the postseason. Five and eight under Mike Tomlin in the last 13 years. Davey Boy goes, Sills, give him a break. They're in the same division as the Browns. How will Mike Tomlin fare without Big Ben? Mike Tomlin's a great coach, man. I enjoy him. But the, the standards changed in Pittsburgh. Now it's just about winning and not having a – or here, let me let me use some of the things that some folks here like to say. Well, we improved last year. That's your standard? That's your standard. Nine, ten wins. Hey, we'll get them next year. That's what's going on in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin doesn't have a winning record as an NFL head coach in the postseason overall, even with a Super Bowl win. Do you know that? Yeah, Chris. So do you think Mike Tomlin's going to be put into the Hall of Fame with a sub-500 record in the postseason? I don't know. I went back and looked at that and said, how can you put a guy in the postseason with an 8-9 record He's won a Super Bowl and then turn around and try to tell me that, you know, he's a better coach than, say, Marty Schottenheimer. Marty Schottenheimer doesn't have a very good postseason record. Or how about George Seifert, who's got a better postseason record? You can even go down the line to the guys who have won Super Bowls. One, 
So Brian Billick has won one Super Bowl. He's got a better record in the postseason. But because he's in Pittsburgh? Eric Gosills, did Mike Tomlin get subpar teams that overachieved? Okay. So you now the record is overachieving in Pittsburgh, and that's your benchmark now. So the standard is overachieving, like I said. Hey, something's wrong in Pittsburgh. It's been over a decade. I didn't realize that until I looked it up. I had to look it up three times. I had to look it up three times because I didn't believe what I was looking at. I, I, I know Cowher's got a plus 500 record in the postseason. Mike Tomlin doesn't. And I was always under the assumption Mike Tomlin was a slam dunk Hall of Fame coach. Brandy goes, he'll get in because of politics. Yeah, but facts have to matter. Facts have to matter. Who wasn't a winner in the postseason? He won a Super Bowl. I could name you a few coaches that have a Super Bowl championship. No one ever considered them Super Bowl coaches. I think Brian Billick? Hey, is Jim Harb? Watch this. Who's a better coach, you think? Mike Tomlin or Jim Harb or John Harbaugh? Who's a better coach? In the public's eye, who do you think is a better coach in the public's eye? John Harbaugh or Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin. I always owned under the assumption Mike Tomlin was. I, I really, I was always under the assumption Tomlin was a superior coach to John Harbaugh. And I think John Harbaugh is one of the most underrated coaches of all time. But now that I look at it, I don't know. Right? I mean, the, the, his record is terrible in the postseason. Okay. Tom Coughlin has two Super Bowl. Hey, you want to hear something, Chris, about that? Chris brings up Tom Coughlin's name. Do you know Tom Coughlin almost has the same win percentage as Bill Parcells? And yet, when you look at Tom Coughlin, Tom Coughlin didn't need Bill Belichick as an assistant coach to win Super Bowls. Bill Parcells did. He never won one without Belichick on his staff. Okay? He never did. And we always assume Parcells is the better coach because he was the more demonstrative coach on the sidelines. And yet Tom Coughlin has almost the same record, and he's clearly the same achievement by winning those two Super Bowls. He's got just as many Super Bowl wins as Parcells does. But we look at Parcells in a different light because the media the media propped him up differently. And Parcells worked out his brand. Jimmy goes, Mike Tomlin's a great coach. That's not what his record says. He hasn't had a losing record in 17 years, which is fantastic. He's got a losing record in the postseason. And in the last 13 years, Mike Tomlin is 5-8 and eight and missed the playoffs five times, which is theoretically almost every other year he misses the playoffs. That's a great coach. You and I beg to differ on what a great coach is then. Would I want Mike Tomlin as my coach? I'd, of all the coaches in the NFL, he'd be the one I'd want to play for. So you know. 
I'd, I'd, I'd want to play for Mike. Tony Dungy only one win. I think Tony Dungy over, I think, quite frankly, Tony Dungy underachieved as a head coach in the NFL. He underachieved. Okay. You got Peyton Manning for 13 years, you win one. Shit, Ben Roethlisberger's got a better got a better resume in Super Bowl play than than what Peyton Manning did in Indianapolis. Facts. Actually beat Brady more too. Hey, I, I, I think Mike, you know, I was always under the assumption, Chris, that Mike Tomlin was a great coach. Okay? Paul goes, I I agree. I think Dungy's overrated. I think Tony, here's my assessment of Tony Dungy. I think Tony Dungy did a spe, he, Tony Dungy's best job was in Tampa. He took over for Sam Weish. There was a shit show of a culture in that building. And it hadn't changed for 25 years. I was in that building for a spell. And it was the worst. You walk in, you felt like a loser. Tony walked in. Do you know Tony Dungy was 0-8? His first eight games as an NFL head coach, he was 0-8. And he made people believe that they were turning the corner just by doing the little things. Dungy's best job was in Tampa. Not that Super Bowl win with the Colts. That was handed to him. And then they didn't win more. They didn't really do a lot of postseason winning with him in Indianapolis. Tony's best job was setting that team up for Gruden. Gruden did come in and make 15 different personnel changes. People always assume, well, he won with Dungy's guys. That's not really the case. Joe Jervicious was brought in. Other guys were brought in to that franchise. But Tony had set the culture in the building, drafting guys like Sapp and Brooks and having guys like Lynch, then getting Rondé Barber, then getting Mike Allstott, building that offensive lineup. They won with Brad Johnson. I give it to you. That could be the Jalen Hurts of the Bucks. So in other words, Sills, you'd play for a coach that's not great willingly I'd play for Mike Tomlin I'd play for Mike Tomlin I would okay I'd play for Mike Tomlin I think Mike is a good coach okay I I I just brought up the fact that I think they're falling short in the postseason. And it, this is going to stop Mike Tom from going to the Hall of Fame here. Especially if they continue. And look what they're going to do this year. You think Pittsburgh has a winning season this year? With uh, with uh, Trubinsky as the quarterback in Pittsburgh? <laughs> right? Mitchell Trubisky is going to lead them to the Super Bowl or to a winning record in the postseason this year. In a very tough AFC I'm not sure Mike Tomlin's going to win another postseason game again. With the current state of the Steelers right now, you see the Steelers trending up as a franchise? I don't. 
They have no answers. Hey, by the way, we sit here all day long talking about, we sit here all day long talking about whether or not Philadelphia's got their guy. Philadelphia's closer to getting their guy than what, where Pittsburgh is. Pittsburgh doesn't even know who their guy is and what it looks like yet. There's not one quarterback in their room where they're going to feel comfortable. The kid they drafted from Pitt, okay, you have to be determined. Hey, I'm not going to give that kid love and then turn around and not give Jordan Davis or Nicole Dean love. I got to see that kid play too. Can't do that. I won't do that. Tomlin's never had a losing season. It's actually 17 years. 17 years. He's not had a losing season. It might be 15. Double check on that for me. We, um, it, you, you may be right. It may be 15. He, he, it may be 15. Roethlisberger played 17, I think it was. I think that's what it is. This might be their first losing season. Steelers have, since Cower, Cower had a couple losing seasons. Pickett is the next Daniel Jones. So get this by flex. So by your logic, Jimmy Johnson isn't a Hall of Fame coach because he had a stacked roster in Dallas. He built that roster. He drafted every single guy in that team. He built the entire team. He put every single player on that football team. He drafted Emmett Smith. He got Troy Aikman. He traded for Charles Haley. He drafted Emmett Smith. He put into positions Michael Irvin. He developed that offensive line. Everything you see in Dallas, Jimmy Johnson did. Jerry Jones had nothing to do with it. Because Flex, if that was the case, he'd be an Ozzie Newsome and he would have been able to do it again. And he's never been able to duplicate it. Jerry Jones has been able to replace Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and Michael Irvin. But he's never been able to replace Jimmy Johnson. Facts. Yeah. Flex goes, Jerry, Jerry Jones said it's 100 guys that can coach the team. Isn't that funny? Okay. What's happened since? What's happened since? They've had three wins in 25 years in the postseason. The Bengals have more wins in the postseason than the Cowboys do. What's happened? Gee, what's happened since those Johnson teams? Jerry's still been the GM. They've had all these pro bowlers, and yet they've only won three postseason games. If he's so brilliant, why hasn't he duplicated it? Ozzie did. Ozzie won with Brian Billick, turned around and won with John Harbaugh. If it, if it, and he's the same guy. Why hasn't he been able to duplicate it again? Do you know the Dallas Cowboys haven't even made it to a – conference championship game since those teams okay flex goes this 
Where was the results in Miami? Well, I'll tell you exactly what happened in Miami. Jimmy wanted to trade Dan Marino, and the owner of the team stopped it, just like he traded Herschel Walker. Jimmy knew right then and there. He wanted to get rid of Dan Marino because Marino never had any notion of wanting to put a running team together. Let me give you a little behind the scenes. And when Jimmy took that team over, they had all these crazy deals like the tight end green. And let's not forget something, too. You want to know results? Well, he did find Jason Taylor in the third round, who was a Hall of Fame player. Zach Thomas is probably going to the Hall of Famer. Found him in the fifth round, too. So, I mean, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson found, I, I think he went to Toledo, Jason Taylor. It was a third-round draft choice, outside linebacker. Nobody really thought much of him. Jimmy goes, I think this guy's a player. Now he's in Canton. Jerry has always been the problem because he believes he built Jimmy's team. That's right, Jimmy. And the case is, it's not true. Do you know that he goes, look at my timeline too, by the way. How many times have I brought up Jimmy Johnson disputes that thing that Skip Bayless says about the Charles Haley deal. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson made that deal. Okay, Flex, whatever, Flex, there's no talking to you. And you don't know the facts. I do. So it's all good. You can think whatever you want about it. It's all good. I don't talk to people that don't listen to facts. Okay, it's all good. Yeah. Jerry Jones goes around telling people that he made the deal for Charles Haley. Not true. I told some of you the story, and I'll say it again to you. After the coaching change from Bill Walsh to George Seifert, Charles Haley hated George Seifert, hated him. He jumped on his car after a team meeting and started urinating on George Seifert's car. Carmen Policy called up Bob Ackles. Bob Ackles went to the practice field and said, hey, the 49ers want to deal Charles Haley. I'll tell you what Eddie DeBartolo told me. Two biggest mistakes he ever made in his 49er career was letting Joe Montana go to Kansas City and letting Charles Haley go to Dallas. Jimmy Johnson goes, what do they want for him? It was something stupid. Jimmy made the deal. Dave wants that, picked him up at the, at the airport, drove him over to the complex. First person he met wasn't Jerry Jones. First person he met was Jimmy. Then they take him up to Jerry, and the deal got done. There's not one significant move that Jerry Jones did for those Cowboy three-time Super Bowl champions that resulted in the team's success. Nothing, and it aggravates him. That's why Jimmy Johnson's not in the Cowboy Ring of Honor. It's funny, Jimmy's in Canton, but he's not in the Cowboy Ring of Honor. Because Jerry wants everyone to assume that he built that team. Albeit, he wrote the checks. He did. That's his only involvement during Jimmy's time. Those are the facts. You could take him whether you like it or not. Man's been on our show five or six times. And he's emphasized it numerous times here. 
Do me a favor, guys. Hit the like button. I want to hit this Chris Sims list. Also, game six of the NBA Finals are tonight. We are going to have our Hall of Famer, Rick Barry, at the bottom of the hour. Steph Curry going for his fourth title in eight years is amazing. Hit the like button. Hour three coming up. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. Not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7, the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show. Appreciate all coming aboard. Thank you so much. Rick Barry, Hall of Famer, bottom of the hour. 5.30 Eastern time. We will talk to him about tonight's game six. Get a preview on it, too. So we'll go there with it. Before I get into Chris Sims's list of top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL, I actually like the list. Um, Derek, Harry, Derek Henry made a comment. Never really heard. Derrick Henry make a comment before about money. 
he was asked the question at OTAs, how would you like a contract extension? He says, everybody likes a raise. Um, he's not really being paid an exuberant amount of money. Would you give him another contract at 28 years? He's got two years remaining on his deal. Would you give Derrick Henry a contract extension right now? By the way, you're talking about a guy who's on the cusp of being a Hall of Fame player. That's it. He's the most dominant back. And I would say this to you. Who would you rather have, Adrian Peterson or Derrick Henry? I'll take Derrick Henry, and I know you guys will probably say Adrian Peterson is a little better. You can have him. I'll take him. There's, there's an aura about that guy that when he's in the secondary, there's like a fear factor when Derrick Henry's in the secondary. There wasn't that fear factor when Adrian Peterson was in the secondary. Hey, look, Peterson's a freak show. You go right ahead. But when Derrick Henry's loose, DBs are not looking to hit him. He embarrasses people on highlight reels, and nobody likes to be embarrassed in front of your team or have a national highlight reel looped watching you get killed by that guy on a stiff arm. There is an intimidating mentality that he brings to a team. Okay? And that dude runs people over. Puts an attitude into your huddle. I'll tell you what, the Titans are a prime example of a coach representing the attitude of that coach. That team represents that coach, and that back is part of that aura of the Titans. Titans won the AFC top seed last year with all those spectacular quarterbacks and teams. The Titans with Ryan Tannehill without Henry still had the mentality where people, when you knew you lined up against the Titans, you were going to have to bring your lunch pail. Derrick Henry, man, brings a, he brings an aura to your locker room. Um, to me, I look at, I look at it and go, I don't think I'd have a problem giving him a contract extension. I don't. Okay. I don't. Xander, would you give him a contract extension? Derrick Henry? 28. Coming off a knee injury. I think I might wait until after this year to see how he performs this season. Derrick Henry goes out there and puts up another 15, 1800 yard year. I got to do it. He's the bell cow for my team. Um, Sales. Henry or Westbrook? Jess, see, Westbrook brings another dynamic to your team because he's a great pass-catching running back. That's a tough one because now you're looking at different styles. I like Henry's style because he runs folks over. But Westbrook is a today running back. Brian Westbrook is hes exactly what every NFL team's looking for today. He's a pass-catching, tough runner in between the tackles. Actually, I would make this point to you guys. I would say this to you. Brian Westbrook is a bigger version of Christian McCaffrey. That's a great point. 
He goes, of course I have to because we have Ryan Tannehill. What if the Titans find a Joe Burrow? Then you don't, right? Because you're right. You're leaning on that guy to carry your mail for you. Okay? You're right. See, Brian Westbrook was Christian McCaffrey before Christian McCaffrey. And what made Brian Westbrook better than McCaffrey? He's better. He's healthier. He's on the field more. Can you imagine Brian Westbrook in today's NFL that throws the ball 45 times? He'd have 100 catches. Brian Westbrook would have 100 catches. He'd have 100 catches. Okay? 100 catches. Flex, Flex, I'm not upset with you, man. You have a difference of an opinion. It's all good. I'm not blowing you off. I don't care anymore. I'm on to different things here. I don't sit there and dwell on shit. You do. Here, okay? It's all good. You have a difference of opinion. Don't get butthurt over it. Let's go on to this list now. Chris Sims puts together his top 40 best hits, his best quarterbacks. I went from 32 up, okay? But I did add one thing. He said that Gardner Minshew, okay, is the 37th best quarterback in the NFL. Pretty high praise, okay? Birdman says this list is a joke. All right, let's take a look at that. Okay. Number 32, Sam Darnold. Boy, I'll tell you something, man. Sam Darnold is one of those guys, okay? Hey, Sam Darnold is one of those guys. Hey, this guy's got like 50 50 lives, man. This guy's like a cat. He's terrible. He was terrible at Southern Cal. He was a turnover machine. I told people when they drafted him out of USC that this guy, if you're a turnover machine, okay, if you're a turnover machine in college, what makes you think that's going to change in the pros where the windows are smaller and the athletes are better? Where in your right mind did you think that? Number 31, Trey Lance. Hey, just like some of the GMs that we were talking about, and just like some of the, you know, Trey Lance to me reminds me of Jordan Davis. And I bring up Jordan Davis or Nicobe Dean because you know what? I haven't seen anything of Trey Lance. I call him one play Trey. I saw him in a couple plays last year. And outside of that, they went like this. Let's get his ass out of there. Put Jimmy Garoppolo back in. They started winning ball games again. Okay. Number 30, Jared Goff. Never been a fan of the dude. This according to Chris Sims' top 40 teams. Quarterbacks. Okay. Never been a fan. Number 29, I thought this was low. Tua took a Viola. Maybe not so low. You know, you know, he's actually got more wins than Justin Herbert. It's true. You know, you could say all the things you want to say about Tua, but they have won with him. 
He may not have the strongest arm, but he is winning. Number 28, Marcus Mariota. Love this kid. Has all the intangibles. Leader. Hey, who's this sound like? Marcus Mariota, leader. He's the first guy in, last guy out of the building. Teammates love him. Works hard. Smart. Does all the right things. Works at his craft. But he is Marcus Mariota. Number 27, Steelers. Mitchell Trubisky. I actually think Mitchell Trubisky got shitty coaching in Chicago. But you want to hear something crazy? Mitchell Trubisky has a winning record as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Won a division title in the same division that Aaron Rodgers is in. Number 26, this is according to Chris Sims here. Jameis Winston, Saints. There's a recklessness about him that makes coaches and I would think teammates uncomfortable. Okay? Too many turnovers. Now, he was 5-2 and two when he got hurt last year. Okay? Yeah, man, I can't believe how bad Chicago gets the quarterback position and how bad they screw this thing up. Number 25, Jalen Hurts. I think that's low. I do. I think that's low. He's clearly better than Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and he's more accomplished than Trevor Lawrence in his first year starting. So in theory, you would at least put him at 21. So I think that's low. Okay, I do. And I just gave the other other names here. Trevor Lawrence is 24. I like I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a breakout year this year. Okay? Look, that ranking by Chris, I'm wondering if it's clickbait. Cuz 25 at least 20. Okay? At least 20. He's, these other guys are Daniel Jones is a bum. There is no redeeming quality about him that I think is good. Zach Wilson, they're not sure in New York if he's the guy. Birdman says it's disres- it's disrespectful. Remember something at the end of the day. It's a list. Number 20, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G, man. Three three of the last four years, he's been in the conference championship game. He's won an NFC title. He's 36 and 14. He's beat, he's five and two in the postseason. I don't know what more you want. This is probably going to rub you even more wrong here. Okay. 
Flex, he is a bum. <laughs> Matt Nagy. But this guy's a bum, dude. He is. Flex, that dude, man, I, I, don't, I don't, there's not one redeeming quality about that guy I dig. Not even his hair. You know who he is, Flex? He's Dave Brown 2.0. Remember that stiff they drafted back in the day out of Duke 2? Jimmy G may be too low too, man. Number 19, Carson Wentz. Okay. Hey, watch this here. There's a part of me that thinks that Chris Sims did this. That's why we're going to get him on. Okay. Chris Sims has Carson Wentz, the 19th ranked quarterback in the NFL, and he has Jalen Hurts, 25th. I don't know, man. It just, you know. <laughs> hey, if you're trying to piss people off, man, I think you did it. Carson Wentz, the 19th best player. Man, Carson Wentz has put up some really great years. Okay. Total clickbait. He's trolling to 19th best quarterback. So you think Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo? How do you, wh- where do you think that? How, I like, wait, give me your, give me your, give me your benchmark on that. Where you think Wentz is better than Jimmy G. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Dank says Wentz is better than Jalen. Carson's more accomplished than who? Jalen? Yeah. Ginger Jesus. Wentz had a solid team. The Colts collapsed. At- <laughs> Carson Wentz, according to Chris Sims, is a better quarterback than Jalen. That's a good question. Here, let me phrase it the right way. Who's got more skills to play the quarterback position in the NFL, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? Who has more skills? Now, remember, Jay Cutler had great skills. But Jay Cutler's nobody I'd want in my huddle. Jeff George had great skills. Another guy wouldn't want quarterback in my team. Jimmy says he is Sills right now. Better question. He is. What's the joke? I actually think Eagles and Washington will have more wins than Dallas. It's a good take. Wentz has a cannon. Now Sills is trolling. Jesus Christ, I'm just, I'm going off a list here and I'm asking a question and we're, we're, you know, here, I'll help you guys out. It's called working the topic tree. That's all I'm doing. (laughs) Who has more quarterback skills to play the position in the NFL? Jalen or Wentz, according to Chris Sims, Wentz does. What do you think? What's trolling about that? Oh, that hero ball, Nathan. 
I despise hero ball. Brady doesn't even play hero ball. Okay? Wentz ain't never had no talent. Huh. That's not what his record says, Flex. That's not what his record says. This guy's thrown for 33 touchdowns. This guy's thrown for 4,000 yards. Only quarterback in your team's history to do it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Twenty. He averaged like 25 touchdown passes as a quarterback in Philly. Wentz is incompetent. He played at a Mickey Mouse program and DSU. Hey, Birdman, you want to know something? I probably shouldn't say it out loud. But man, I'll never draft anybody out of North Dakota State. I don't give a shit if he's Hercules. I'm not drafting anybody out of some school like that. No way. I don't care who he is. Some would go, well, so that means you wouldn't draft Jerry Rice out of Mississippi Valley State. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay? But I'll take Randy Moss out of um, Marshall. Yeah, you know what? I'll take Andre Johnson out of Miami. I'll do something like that. You're right. I may not have Randy. I may not have Jerry Rice, but I'll have Randy Moss. Okay. I just, that North Dakota State program, like who do they play? I mean, right? Hey, 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 Birdman. I don't know. Wyoming. Hey, Wyoming is a Division I program. Okay, that's what I'm talking. I mean, I'll draft you out of a Division One program. I'm not going Division One AA or any of that shit down there. I'm not doing that. And some school that plays uh, it, like uh, Eagle Creek University and like Slippery Rock and I don't know. <laughs> hey, I had a great game. Hey, Xander, you should have seen Big Sills against Slippery Rock. Shit, I had four sacks. You wouldn't believe it. Four sacks in the Slippery Rock game. I got the Golden Axe. <laughs> hey, you! What, it's on. It's back here. I got the Golden Axe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Marina. Those HBCU schools were different back then. The historically black colleges back in the seventies. Walter Payton would not be at those schools today. But because there was racism back then in the 70s and nobody in the South was recruiting African-American kids, that's why they were all in the Big Ten or in the Pac-12 or Pac-8 back then. Nowadays, those kids would be at Ole Miss. Walter Payton would be at Georgia. Those kids would be getting opportunities. Or you'd be seeing more historically black college kids being drafted in the first round still. That dynamic has changed. So when people go, oh, so you would never draft Walter. Walter Payton wouldn't be at those schools. He wouldn't be there. He was forced to be there. Like Jackie Slater is not playing at Jackson State. Jackie Slater would have been at LSU. And so when, when segregation was starting to end in the South, those historically black colleges, Grambling and all those great places that produced some of the greatest NFL talent of all time, started getting opportunities to go to Southeastern Conference. That's what changed the SEC around with segregation. Those schools were starting to then recruit black kids 
and they could stay home at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Florida, go to Georgia, Alabama. So that's not really the same dynamic today. Okay? I think Andre Reid went to Cutsdown State. I'd miss on him. Wow. Arch, is that true? Folks, find that because, hey, man, Birdman, is that true? Arch Manning is uh, committing to Georgia. Okay. Yeah, you're right, William. Larry Allen, I'd miss him on Simona State. Absolutely. Then I would just draft Trent Williams. I'm trying to do something in the draft here. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make sure that I'm trying to not have as many failures. Number 18 on the Chris Sims top 40 quarterback list, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is rated ahead of Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jalen Hurts. Number 17, here's a shocker, Baker Mayfield who doesn't really have a job in Cleveland, is ranked the 17th best quarterback in the NFL by Chris Sims. Kirk Cousins, 16. Ryan Tannehill, number 15. Number 14, newly acquired, Matt Ryan, Colts. Chris Sims is top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL. Number The Browns have two quarterbacks in the top 20. Deshaun Watson at 13. You think Mayfield is better than Jalen? Jess, this ain't my list. This is Chris Sims's list. Number 12, Kyler Murray, Cardinals. Number 11, Derek Carr, Raiders. Number 10, Lamar Jackson, Ravens. Number nine, Dak Prescott. Number eight, Tom Brady. Wow, eight? (laughs) Okay. That may just be a little bit of fire there for him. Number seven, Russell Wilson. Denver Broncos. Number six, Matthew Stafford, Rams. Number five, Aaron Rodgers, Packers. Now listen to this group of quarterbacks and how young they are. Here are the top four quarterbacks, according to Chris Sims' top 40 list, going into the 2020 year. Joe Burrow, four. Justin Herbert, three. Patrick Mahomes, two. Josh Allen. I I rank Josh Allen, and I think Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league, too. Number one. Your top five guys, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Aaron Rodgers. That's the face of the league right there. Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, and Herbert. Maybe Lamar. Deshaun Watson will never be the face of the league. 
matter how many games he wins. Dak. Josh Allen Mahomes. If you had to start a quarter, if you had to start your team with Josh Allen's, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, or Joe Burrow, who would you start your team with? Who would you start your team with? Allen? Man, I love Joe Burrow, man. Drew, <laughs> Drew, you read my mind, man. You did. You absolutely read my mind. Too much love. You know what, Smile? By the way, we're going to be efforting our friend Rick Barry for tonight's Game 6 NBA Finals tonight. Does Steph close it out? Want to get his thoughts. You know what? Smile brings up a point about Herbert. He really hasn't won a lot. They went 9-8 and eight last year, right? If I'm not mistaken, I thought the Chargers had a winning season but didn't make the postseason. Um, I, 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 I agree on Lamar being disrespected. I know, MVP, that the NFL and passing touched passing TDs and all that. I'm with you on that, man. I'm with you. All right. We'll get back to this, but tonight some history could be made. And we're always fortunate enough when we get a chance to talk to our Hall of Famer. That is Rick Barry. And tonight, Rick, I appreciate you doing this, Rick. I know you just got into town in Orlando there, and thank you so much for doing this. But tonight we could see some history, Rick. Steph Curry gets his fourth title in eight years. Um, do you think that we're in the process right now of potentially seeing that history being done tonight? Do you think they take game six tonight? Well, I think they will if they played. I just won 40 minutes of good basketball on both ends of the court. Warrior-style defense, warrior-style offense. No team has played 40 minutes of their brand of basketball in any game in this series. It's been such a bizarre series as far as I'm concerned. Just crazy things going on. You know, team plays like garbage in one half, then they play good the second half, or they play bad for three quarters, you know, so-so for three quarters like Boston in game one and then play out of their minds in game in quarter four and wind up beating the Warriors. I mean, it's just been nuts. Uh, and I told people before, I said, if I had told you before, game number five that Steph Curry's going to shoot in the 20 percentile from the field and zero from nine from threes but the Warriors are going to win by 10 points they would have thought I was out of my mind <laughs> I mean seriously I mean it, the stuff that's happening in this series is just crazy and the Celtics obviously have a chance but they're not going to win if they turn the ball over it's been proven that they just you know they have a propensity to do that the Warriors hurt themselves with turnovers a lot of times they didn't in the last game they had a minimal number 20-something points in two different games that Boston's given up, differential and points off of turnovers, has killed them. Uh, they've played poorly. Their star players have played poorly in the fourth quarter other than in game one. And even then, it wasn't the big guys that got the job done. It was some of their bench players. Uh, I mean, it, it's been so crazy. I can't, I, can't put, I can't put my finger on exactly what has happened because so many different things have taken place. And it's a perfect example of why I tell people, if you watch the NBA – especially in playoffs, always expect the unexpected. Rick Wiggins's play. Have you ever seen a player with a guy that's coming into a new situation? Maybe you experienced this 
with a former teammate, Rick, that there were some thoughts about him. When you looked at Wiggins and his career, you went, I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem that he's fulfilling that great talent. But all of a sudden now he plugs into Golden State and what they're doing. And obviously Steve Kerr's got to get some love for this too. I mean, just your thoughts on how Wiggins has played. It, it's, it's been fun to watch him play and really get a different narrative being built about him. Do you feel the same way about him? Yeah, well, what's happened? What happened? It was not a great situation for him. It wasn't a conducive situation as far as when he was back in Minnesota. And then he came to the perfect team for him to do it a team where he doesn't have to be the big guy. They weren't expecting huge things from him. They already had a nucleus of guys that can get the job done. And so he was able to come along, get more confidence in himself, feel good about the team and the situation he's in. And now he's playing at a level that was justifiable of him being a lot, you know, a lottery pick and one of the top guys to get picked. He's starting to play really well. Uh, I mean, you know, 26 and 13 is great numbers to put up in a playoff game. No question. It's not something that you get – you know, incredibly excited about, but it's not something that was expected of him. And the beauty of it is he doesn't have expectations before he had big expectations placed upon him. And without those, I think he's able to settle in and feel comfortable and he's gaining more and more confidence and he's played really well. And if he plays anything like he played in the last game and Steph has a normal game for him and clay has just a, you know, a decent game. And, and if pool, you know, has a decent game, the Warriors are going to win this basketball game. There's no question in my mind, because as I've told you before, if both teams tonight play their best basketball game, the Warriors will win because the Warriors are a better team playing their best basketball than the Celtics are. Clay Thompson's play has been what to you so far in this series? Have you been have you been happy with his play? Has it been too inconsistent? What, Rick? I'm thrilled that he's out there playing, to be honest with you. I mean, after what he's gone through. And he's got himself back to a to a, a nice level. But even before he had his injuries, he was always this kind of a roller coaster guy. He was up and down, up and down. I mean, he'd be able to go out there like in one of the games, dock down eight, ten, three pointers. And if he gets his feet set, one of the problems that he's had, and I've watched him very closely, if he if they force him to have to be shooting the ball off the move and doing things, hey, if he's hot, he can make those shots. But he's at his best if he gets his feet set. If he gets his feet set and gets a good look at the basket. He's incredibly efficient doing that. Now, in one of the games, he had a couple of shots where he had his feet set in the game they lost, and he did knock him down. But, hey, that happens to the best of players. I mean, look, Steph Curry went zero for nine, even told my young son, Kenyon, son, Steph Curry, do you see what happened there? Keep shooting. And, you know, it happens to everybody. So don't worry about it if you're missing some shots. If you're a consistent and an average 40% three-point shooter, you got to keep shooting if the shot is there. I thought Steph took a lot of bad shots in that last game. I, I think he took early ones from deep. They weren't good shots that he took. That's one of the reasons why he had a, you know, a, a really subpar performance for him. But it's the beauty of it is you don't mind that. You know, you're mad at yourself and you know you let your team down, but your team won. So, man, he got he got bailed out because he had a horrible game, and had they lost, he would have remembered that game for the rest of his life. Rick, Frazier, Monroe, or Thompson and Curry, the best backcourt you've ever seen shooting-wise? No, 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 there's no comparison. There hasn't ever been a team that has two guys that can shoot like these two guys, from especially from distance. But, hey, you know, the guys you mentioned, you know, uh, you know Clyde and, and Earl – you know, they if they took shots from back there, the coach would have had him on the bench. You know, the three <laughs> <laughs> those were shots that the coach would be yanking you out so quickly. Uh, and when the three pointer first came in, and I was involved in it, obviously in the in the ABA, 
I mean, teams rarely shot it. I mean, now they're shooting 50, 60 or more threes. Did you feel guilty, Rick, taking the three-pointer back? That's funny you say that. When you guys first had the three-point line, did you feel kind of like, this is not what my coach would want me to do, taking those three-pointers? Nowadays, they build teams around that line. Oh, yeah, there's no question. It's, it's totally, completely different. It was hardly ever shot. I mean, I, I looked at some box scores. and I mean, six shots by the whole team, seven. I mean, you know, they, they got guys, guys, one guy's taking 15 or more three-pointers in the game. So it's totally changed. I mean, the three-pointer is such an integral part of the of the game today. And there was a statistic I, when I did one show, somebody came up prior. I don't know what it was now, but it's, it's up over like 70, close to almost 80% of the games won the team that had the highest three-point shooting percentage won those games. So it, it's a major, major factor in today's basketball games on the NBA level. Do you think Draymond Green has been a plus or a negative to this series for the Warriors? No, he's always a plus. He does so many other things that you really don't pay much attention to if you're watching closely. He, again, up and down. This is why I'm saying they haven't had their team play a game where everybody was playing their best for 40 minutes. And, you know, Draymond doesn't need to score points now but if he does if he gets you double points digits and points and if he gets you double digits and rebounds and he gets five or more assists in the game and he plays his defense you know he's a major contributor to your team's success and that's what he needs to do he understands that and you know i don't i don't worry so much about draymond and, and his scoring i worry more about whether or not pool plays well and gives them t double digits and points and whether or not they can get clay to score you know 18 20 or more points and whether steph gets his 25 or more Th those are the key factors for the warriors and then the other game when they won it you know pool came through but also you know Peyton the second came through big time and, and they just crushed the, the bench i mean the warriors bench outscored the celtics bench by enormous amount in their last victory so those are the kind of contributions that have to come from the team. It's a team game. One player doesn't win. And I think it was a perfect example. Steph Curry had a terrible game for him, right? For him, yeah. that was a terrible game, shooting. All right? They won by double digits. So it, your teammates are the ones that help you do it. I know what that's like. I mean, I sucked for like almost, you know, almost th more than three quarters of a game. Well, I sat for a long portion when Al took me out in game seven of the Western Conference Finals. I was like three for 14. I was terrible. And he took me out. I, I joke about it all the time. Al Adel's best coaching move in his career was putting me on the bench in the third quarter of game seven of the Western Conference Finals in 1975. And why did we win? We win because my teammates held Chicago at bay. I mean, it was a 10-point lead when I went out that they had. When I went back in, it was only a six-point lead when I went back in. And fortunately, I played. Well, tell the story, though, Rick. You guys won the title that year, too. Well, though, yeah, but, I, but, I, but, I, but if it wasn't for my teammates, we would have lost in the Western Conference Finals. Fortunately, I played the last eight minutes like I should have been playing the whole game, and we were able to get a victory. And so that's what it's about. It's about the contributions from everybody on your team. Basketball is a team game. You have to have other players getting the job done. So who's going to come up to the table and who's going to do it tonight? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping. I think the Warriors are overdue. It's hard for me to believe they've already played five games and have yet to play 40 minutes, as I mentioned earlier, of good, sound, tough defense. They were really tough defensively in the fourth quarter last game. Tough defense for, for 40 minutes and pass, move, cut, execute offensively like they normally do. I, there's no way that they would lose a game if they can do that tonight. Rick, give me give me your sense of what and how you look at Steve Kerr. I mean, his coach at Arizona, his background with Phil, what he did with uh, the coaching staff in San Antonio, all these things, his playing career, all these things, playing with Jordan, all these things have made him a one-of-a-kind kind of coach. No, it's not really a contemporary where I look at him and go, 
God, this guy coaches like Phil or he coaches like Red or he coaches like this guy here. He, Give me your sense of what you think of him and how he has progressed as an NBA coach. I mean, if he wins this title, plus the titles he won as a player, I mean, you're looking at really one of the best resumes of all time here. Yeah, no, well, I call him the Henny Youngman of basketball. All <laughs> coaches, no, seriously. And, and Henny Youngman, what did Henny Youngman do? He stole from everybody. Right. I didn't want- Everybody, he learned from all the great comedians. He took a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then he did his own thing. And that's what's happened to Steve. He's had the good fortune of being on some great teams, having some terrific coaches who were great, you know, successful. And what you do is that you learn from those. You you do the things you think worked really well that the coach did, and you try to avoid doing the things to you, especially when you were a player that you didn't like, that you didn't think worked well. And so then you formulate your own plan as to how you want to conduct yourself as a coach. And so that's that's smart. I mean, learn from those experiences that you've had, and Steve Kerr has done that. Absolutely here. Hey, hey finally here, I, wonder, I want to ask you one last question here about Joel Embiid. With the Sixers, do you think he was job for the MVP award? Well, here's the thing. The MVP award should have two awards, and I've said this many, many times. It is ridiculous to have an unbalanced schedule and have an MVP of the entire league. You should have an MVP of the Eastern Conference, an MVP of the Western Conference, and Jokic was unbelievable, and so he could have won it in the Eastern Conference very easily because he had a tremendous year, and you know, and then some people might have gone for Giannis, I, you know, who, who knows. But the bottom line is, is that to have one MVP in the NBA is ludicrous. They should be ashamed of themselves. I've been saying this for decades, but as you know, they never listened to me anyway, so I'm used to it. And, it, and you know, from a business standpoint, it makes sense because now you have another sponsor. You get another sponsor. And it's fairer to the players themselves to do that because you can't have – it's nuts. I mean, you know, what does the football do, right? Football, yeah. they have, right, and they have the different MVPs. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to do it. In baseball, they do it. Basketball, no. It's crazy. You play two games, if you're in different conference, two games, one at home, one at away against the other teams. How do, how do you judge somebody, say they're the best overall, when they're not playing the same type of schedule against the same opponents all the time? It's crazy. We had Ice Cube on yesterday, and he brought your name up, and that's what made me go like this because he's talking Big Three, and we were talking Big Three basketball. What's your spin on that, Rick? Big Three basketball. What do you what 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 really, do you like it? Yeah, no, it's really fun. It's great to be a part of it. I really appreciate Cube giving me the opportunity to be a part of it and, and coaching again. We're starting this weekend in Chicago. Uh, I'm praying that the Warriors win because if not, I won't have Leandro Barbosa, who's captain of my team, and I won't have him. And he's a hell of a player still at his age. And without him, we're going to have to play an amazing game to try to win our first game against the team that went to the finals last year. So, and you know, I don't know what what they've done and who they've added to their team and how well those new guys will play. But yeah, so uh, it's great. What what Cube has done is terrific. He's such a huge basketball fan and a really good person. And uh, I'm appreciative of the fact of giving me a chance to uh, to be a part of that. And hopefully this year we'll see how my new players are able to play and we can be a competitive team and make the playoffs. Because I hate, you know, I hate losing. I mean, it's been hard for me to be on the teams, you know, that we've lost. And I felt like Groundhog Day because we a couple of seasons we'd play well in the first half, either be ahead or close or whatever. And then the second half, it was like a nightmare. <laughs> so I, felt I, don't, like- I don't know if Rick Berry could have the patience of a guy not having fundamentals and I don't, I, Rick. I don't know. Hey, you, you must really bite. <laughs> you must really bite your tongue when you see. I could see you doing this. Here's your coaching style. Oh, <laughs> I, try, I try to be as positive as possible. I don't expect these guys to play the game the same way I played at the level that I played. 
But I do. I, I, I'm just hoping and praying that they learn from things, and you try to point some of those things out because the, it's all about a game of mistakes. Every every sport is a game of mistakes. The team that makes the fewest mistakes generally is going to win the basketball game. And so, you know, every time you miss a shot, that's a mistake, right? You you yeah. give up a rebound, that's a mistake. You commit a foul, that's a, so. You, you just look at it, and, and you you hope that you can come to the point and hope your guy here. You hope your guys shoot the ball well because you're not going to win in three x three. If you don't shoot the ball well from three, you got to make three-point shots. And it's the same way in the NBA. If you can't make a reasonable percentage and a decent number of three-point shots, you have a very difficult time winning in today's game. Very difficult. Rick, things on the docket for you there. Um, I know you've got a billion projects going. You just talked about big three. How can folks find you? Well, you know, Rick24, uh, Barry on the social media stuff. But if people want, it's the same two things right now. I have other things going on, but it's the medicinal leaf. If you're into cannabinoids and you should try them because you can't hurt you, just try them so you don't be taking all these other, you know, SAID things or whatever the hell they are and, you know, all the other stuff that can just really hurt you and you can get hooked on. And they go to medicinalleaf.com, M-E-D-I-C-I-L-E-A-F.com. Put the code 24 in there. Read all about it and stuff. Give it a try. I use this stuff every day of my life now. And then if you have problems, you know, I wear a knee because I have no cartilage in my knee. Go Sleeves, amazing product. G-O-S-L-E-E-V-E-S for knees, for calves, for Achilles, for elbows. They have kinesio tape built into them. Awesome product as well. Lasts a long time. I've had mine for years and still functioning well. And you can go to GoSleeves.com and put RV24 as a code in there, and you can get another nice discount. Now, two products that I use religiously. Rick, we thank you so much. It should be a great game six tonight. I can't wait to see if history is made tonight. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you finding time for me. Always pleasure. Go you. To you. Thank you very much, my friend Rick Barry, one of the legendary Miami Hurricanes. Guys, please hit the like button. Hey, my friends at Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, okay? The fee is free. You know what that means? They're not going to get paid at all unless you get your compensation if you're hurt or injured on the job. That's what Morgan & Morgan is all about. Making sure you and your family get paid. Making sure you and your family are rightfully taken care of. For the people, it's not a slogan. It's something that's gone on for 30 years at Morgan & Morgan. $13.5 billion worth of compensation settlements for everyone that signs up with Morgan & Morgan. 800 attorneys, making them the biggest law firm in the country. No such thing as a fender bender at Morgan & Morgan. They make sure they get their clients fair compensation, like I said. Offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida make this firm a powerhouse. No such thing as a fender bender. Call them, 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Call us free, consultations free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, you make sure you tell them Dan Cilio sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles 
and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Mommy Slam Dunk Champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right. I go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. Back to the football show, Big Sales. So Birdman said he called Morgan and Morgan and told them Big Sales sent him and they hung up on me. It's funny. I had that same experience. Uh, Bob Lang of the Eagles PR department called me and said, Jalen Hurts is my quarterback, and I hung up on him too. Bob says, yeah, Jalen's my quarterback. I hung up on him. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. I got a phone call. Hang on. Hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Tyler, Tyler. No, it's not ready yet. I, I have to work the room up a little more and get the fan base going. Yeah, I'm going to do my best. I promise you. Don't worry, Mario knows. Hang on, everyone. Hang on. Hey, hey. TVD, listen. I'm I'm working on it. Don't worry. Week eight. (laughs) 
No, why am I laughing? I'll, I'll tell you later. Yeah, hang on. Week eight. You'll know then. Yeah. No, I'll put you in touch. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, Tyler, you have yourself a great year. Big Sills will be seeing you. Yeah, The Rock and I are coming down to see you. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Howie. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. This is a friend of mine. I'm sorry for doing that. I'm sorry for the interruption there. Where were we? <laughs> uh, uh, trolling, Philip. I'm, I'm, I'm not trolling nothing here, man. You got me wrong. Hey, Jimmy goes, Sills visiting my mother for the week. Yeah, she heard me listening to your show. She loves it. Avid football fan, Italian family, hence the last name. Hey, Jimmy, thank you. You tell your mom, man. What's her main dish, Jimmy? Hey, by the way, thank you, man. That's an honor that your mom likes it. Hey, what's what, what's your main dish in the house? Like, what's your mom's forte dish? What's the go-to dish? Like, when mom's got to have, okay? When, when, when mom's got to have a big impression, Okay. Wait, hey, Jadis goes, that call seemed fake. Did it? Well, Jesus, Jadis. Man, how dare you? How, how really? You thought that call was fake? Are you under some assumption that I don't know? Tyler Van Dyke from Connecticut, who plays at the University of Miami, where I'm a legend. I say that with great confidence, too. <laughs> There's very few places. Big Sills is a legend, and that's one of them. It did. I'm so sorry. I'll do better next time when he calls. I always tell him, yeah, man, hey, three to six. You're talking to Eagle fans. He really wants to play it. I shouldn't say. Nah, I shouldn't say it, you know, it's getting a little bit. I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to like between us. Between us, I, I, I don't want to like unzip our game plan. I have a game plan. I've gotten three coaches' jobs, two quarterbacks jobs, a running back a job. Let's see. I don't know if I had anything to do with Sirianni, but when we had Frank on, Sirianni was going, first we had Frank on. They hadn't had the coach yet, I don't think. And I talked to, yeah, I don't want to say too much there either. Yeah. Could TVD be our quarterback? Manster, don't you start stirring it up like that. You'll start upsetting everybody. It really seemed fake. I don't know. <laughs> Did you think the phone? Here. Let, here, watch this. Let me, let me just text him. Tyler. 
should I get the hopes of Eagle fans up? I can't even do this with a straight face. You know, I could text his mom, too. I know his mom. And dad. It really seemed fake. (laughs) How often do the Eagles call you? I don't know, Jesse, about calling me more so than emailing me and texting me. Hey, how do you like my GM now? I don't know. September's around the corner. See, it was fake. Stir, stir, stir. Come on, Michael. How dare thee? Why am I talking like Shakespeare? Sorry. You know the whole family. I do, actually. I helped recruit the kid to go to UM for many days. Yeah, I did. And? As a matter of fact, I helped recruit a lot of kids at the University of Miami. Is he related to Dick Van Dyke? I don't care who he's related to. If he could throw the ball the way he throws the ball, you'd you'd want him an eagle. Hey, by the way, Xander, let's do this. No, 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 no. I don't know about the new water, the water logo thing. I don't know. Hey, Eagle guys, you guys, you may have a bad day today because of that logo thing. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Maybe that's why you guys are in a bad mood today, trying to change the logo on you again. Big Sills is trying to finesse his way into the Eagle front office. I don't know. (laughs) The new logo's trash. Oh, man. (laughs) They need you. Hey, I have no problem, man. I bet Philly 500 isn't going to like the new logo. Who in their right mind would like the new logo? Jesus criminy. Oh, no, University of Miami. No, I I get text messages from Mario Cristobal. All the time. As a matter of fact, I got Ice Cube going down to one of the games this year. And he said, we'll fly him down everything. He was going down with me. I got him going to a UM game. He's going to be down there. Can you imagine? We're going to have him down there during a recruit weekend. We're going to have Ice Cube down there at the University of Miami. And Mario's like, dude, that is so great. Thank you. I'm like, that's okay, you know. You know, just like Don Corleone. I may have a favor one day. That favor may never be called upon. But until that day, your Don tells you, enjoy the show. Three to six Eastern. I may never ask you. Hey. Take this as my gift to you. Our fabulous show. Big Sills, I'd really appreciate if you could call Bob Lang and tell him the new logo. I, I, I don't know. I think, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, man. All right. Tomorrow, I appreciate everybody going with us here today, man. Thank you so much. Please hit the like button. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern time, we shall see you on the flip side.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.